Today's guest on the Margin X podcast is Michelle Sun. Michelle is a core contributor on Project Serum, which is an order book built on Solana, and also one of the largest DeFi protocols on the chain. She originally started her career at Goldman, and then went on to be the head of growth at Perpetual Protocol, a two-time founder, and a member of Forbes 30 Under 30. We had a great time discussing Serum's rise and plans for the future, and I hope you enjoy. wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about Serum, obviously, and then um, your background, how you got there. So I'm curious, kind of first, like you had um, sort of a, a pedigreed background in TradFi. Um, and so when you made the jump to crypto, it really could have gone um, anywhere, I imagine, but you chose to work at Serum. So I'm curious, like, what was it about Serum for you and what got you excited about it? And why was that where you wanted to work? Yeah, sure. Um... So I can share a bit about my background. Um, so I started off my career um, coming out of college. I was an econ major um, from University of Chicago. So like a lot of my peers back then, joined traditional finance and worked at Goldman as an equity research analyst. And back then I was covering the technology sector um, companies like Google, Facebook, Alibaba, and Tencent, internet giants in China. And it was really, uh, it's really inspiring for me to, I remember visit those campus in, uh, in their headquarters and to see how people are just building apps and websites that change how people live and shop and entertain. And so very soon after I joined the tech industry, uh, first of all, starting with learning to code myself through a coding bootcamp and went to a couple of startups, including a Y Combinator startup. Um, through that, I was inspired to start my own company to teach kids how to code, um, ran it and scale it for a few years before I finally got into crypto and start work, start working in a couple of projects. My journey in crypto is actually like started off in 2014, where a friend of mine who's a early Ethereum investor or Ethereum believer, he kept telling us about it and just like nonstop bombarding us like during our friends dinner and stuff and eventually like after the like 10th time that he talked about it with all of us like i think a few of us all just decided to like start buying some like of these cryptocurrencies that he was talking about so that was really the beginning of the journey and i remember starting like a coinbase account and i completely forgot about it for like two years after <laughs> so i like i remember like 2016 i like suddenly like recovered my password on my account and I'm like oh i have some cryptocurrency there so that was like a happy moment <laughs> not every day do i found like lost cryptocurrencies um but yeah to answer your question um my journey to serum is that um, yeah, after 2014, started following the space on the sidelines. 2018, I contributed to a friend's project, helped them launch, go to market. Um, and then last year, I joined um, ha- uh, I joined Perpetual Protocol, which is a Perpetual Futures exchange, mm-hmm. um, as the head of growth and basically uh, overseeing all the efforts in uh scaling up the user base, scaling up the trading volume. And I stumbled upon Serum and immediately fell in love with how game-changing this is. Um, a lot. The more I learned about it, the more I realized that a lot of the exchanges out there right now on the DeFi space has been designed in a different way uh, that we'll talk more about that later in this um chat. Uh, but I think Serum is really bringing the scalable and the, the traditional finance way of trading 
to the decentralized, like permissionless world. And so on top of that, like being a core contributor to Serum now, um, I feel like I really get to combine my entrepreneurial background in creating my own startup and to really like contribute to a project that can achieve like a global impact. So yeah, it's been really exciting so far. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what is your like title at Serum technically, or maybe you could speak to kind of like what your main work streams are there? Yeah. So the, the interesting thing about Serum, which, um, yeah, definitely takes me a bit of time, took me a bit of time to like wrap my head around too, is that uh, because Serum is a decentralized exchange and it's a decentralized project, uh, which means that there's really not like titles per se, where um, maybe one way to think about it is like, oh, there's Bitcoin, there's Ethereum, and there's not really like a CEO of Bitcoin or you, I guess you can say like Vitalik is like CEO of like Ethereum, but um, but I think he just called himself creator as well. So um, yeah, long story short, like everyone at Serum that uh, is like basically a lot of like basically my title um, at Serum is that I'm a core contributor to Serum. So meaning that there's like a lot of different core contributors around the world. And, you know, we just use our strength to help the project propel forward. So um, because of my background in TradFi and then in tech and then entrepreneurial uh, experience, a lot of my um, day-to-day falls under thinking through and executing on like business development um, projects and work streams. So for example, earlier this year, we uh, hosted uh, Serum hosted the hackathon that is uh, in collaboration with Wormhole, which is a bridge. So the hackathon was themed as a cross-chain DeFi hackathon. And so it was really successful with close to 100 projects um, submitting their uh, project to the hackathon. And then currently, I'm also running the accelerator program that is following up with the hackathon. And um, yeah, basically, we're incubating 16 startups that are composing on Serum and leveraging Serum Serum's order book and matching engine to uh, serve their users in various ways. So yeah, these are just a few examples of my day-to-day, but it definitely varies a lot. Yeah, um, I think the note on titles is interesting because um, titles are like a touchy subject no matter where you work, but I feel like especially in crypto. So like, um, I think Anatoly is like technically like CEO of Solana. And so everyone's like, oh, how is it decentralized if there's a CEO? And then like some people don't care about their title at all. But it seems like everyone has like an opinion one way or another, whether or not they matter. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. Like at Serum, obviously, um, and like any protocol, you tend to wear a lot of hats and it's just not quite as structured as you get in like a more traditional company or like at a company since it's not a company. Um, but you mentioned earlier that you um, like kind of started, um, there's so much, it's almost like propaganda at this point where people are like, you need to learn how to code. And like, <laughs> if you learn how to code, you're like prepared for the future. So I'm curious, like um, if you think like everyone should learn how to code or like um, to rehash, like one, why did you want to learn? And then two, how would you like navigate that? if you were someone who wasn't technical? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'm definitely biased mm -hmm. because like, I started like I both learned to code myself after college and started a company that teach kids how to code. So I'm definitely like <laughs> not the most like um, like non-biased view there. Um, I feel like that being said, uh, it really depends on what someone's like. I think there are two two things. One is that what life stage that person is. And then the second thing is like what goals this person has in terms of like learning how to code, how it can unlock those opportunities and help that person reach the goals. Um, the first one is because I think the younger that person is, the more likely I would say definitely learn how to code. Um, the way I think about it is like learning to code, let's say any time before college, I would say it's almost kind of like just learning a different language. Like you get to know how to, like you think about the world in a different way. You understand the world in a different way. And even if some that person doesn't become an engineer, it's still really, really helpful. Like in terms of problem solving, in terms of understanding how the world works. Um, and then I think as someone gets older and they start developing their uh, expertise in terms of like, either on the business side or on the technical side, learning to code means different things. Um, I think, you know, if someone is trying to start a tech company or like being in crypto now, it definitely still help a lot to like speak the technical language, even though like, let's say, you know, I personally currently like don't code like on my day to day work, but I work with a lot of developers like during the hackathon, like a lot of um, a lot of the calls is with like very technical teams. So being able to like speak their language and being able to even like read the code um, and understand what, you know, what they're talking about in a more in a deeper way, uh, that's really helpful. So it really depends on how much time you're thinking to like dedicate to that. And um, yeah, and learning to code is also very different from saying that everyone should be an engineer. So yeah, that's my thesis. Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, cool. Yeah. So kind of pivoting back to Serum as a whole. So Serum is um, like very well known across the Solana ecosystem, obviously, um, kind of like one of the first protocols and um, brings like a lot of uh, press along with it. And so um, kind of the other big benchmark is the TVL. So um, Serum consistently has um, like the number one TVL on Solana, or there's kind of like three protocols that have this sort of leapfrog game going where they trade off for the most TVL. Um, but I'm curious, like, how is that actually defined for Serum? Because um, you guys aren't like an AMM where there's just like uh, liquidity pools where someone can just like add, you know, Solana and USDC and all of a sudden you have like X amount of dollars of TVL on the platform. It's a central limit order book. And so um, like the way the liquidity happens is by people placing bids and asks. So, um, yeah, maybe you could walk through like how you guys think about TVL first and just like very structurally, like how is it defined? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a really good point. Um, I think TBL is just like such a universal uh, metric right now in the DeFi space, at least like most people who are familiar in the space, like kind of think of TBL as like a measure of like how a protocol or even like a layer one is successful. Um, so I think from the mass like perception standpoint, it's 
it's meaningful. Um, at the same time, as you mentioned, like TVL doesn't really apply to Serum. And I think from the point, like from the perspective of growing Serum as a protocol, it is not as meaningful. So Serum's TVL that you can see on, let's say, DeFi Llama or like our like metric dash- dashboards is really just a sum of all the open orders. So mm. the TVLs is made up of the diverse range of market participants that are placing individual limit orders onto the order book. So that includes market makers, point and click traders, automated market makers like Atrix. So Serum as a protocol, like as we grow, TVL has never really been a main focus. Uh, the most important metric is for Serum is trading volume. So Serum's vision from the very beginning, uh, if you read the white paper and also the earlier blog posts, is always to power $1 trillion in value uh, on chain. And so if you look at the trading volume on Serum, um, the 24-hour trading volume on Serum has been growing nicely since last November, December. just a few months ago, back in November, uh, the trading volume is probably trending at around like 50, 60 million a day. And now the trading volume is consistently around like 200 to 400. And then the all time high actually exceeded 900 million as of March. So you're seeing that this is almost like a 10x growth if you look at the trading volume. And a couple of factors have been contributing to this uh, spectacular growth. So one is because the trading fees has been drastically lowered since I believe earlier this year, like January or February. Um, the trading volume, the trading fees is now competitive to like a centralized exchange. Um, secondly, is that we also see um, more institutional players enter- entering the market um, to be market makers and also just to yeah, just to start participating and trading on Serum. Um, other than volume, another important metric that is um, probably less real-time updatable is the number of teams that are building on Serum. So that is also like a big part of like the mandate of um, growing Serum, not just as a protocol, but also as um, Serum ecosystem. So on the Serum ecosystem right now, there's over a hundred projects that are composing on Serum. Hmm. And we've seen like, yeah, this is amazing, right? And like, we've seen like AMMs, uh, Perpetual Exchange, uh, NFT fractionalization, you know, of course, like, you know, Margin5, like soon (laughs) you guys will be um, composing with us. And just so many innovative projects that as like, you know, the core team, the core contributor team at Serum, like is only so many, uh, it's only so many brains, right? And to see that there's a hundred teams out there that and counting, right? And more of these teams, like you guys are developing innovative ways to compose on top of Serum and to make the ecosystem stronger. So, so these, these are really exciting metrics that we're, we're tracking. Yeah, um, a lot, lots of interesting stuff there. So I think um, I'm curious about the institutional side. So 
obviously like the things that really move the needle in finance or the players that do is the institutions just because um, they control like the big blocks of money. And so that's what's like really affecting prices and movement at the end of the day. Um, but with crypto and DeFi specifically, um, obviously like there's some huge regulatory barriers to these institutions participating in the market. So I'm curious um, with institutional volume that's on Serum, is that like a very partnership driven thing where like you approach an institution um, and like encourage them to use the platform or was there natural interest? And then the ones that are on the platform, um, I'm curious, like if they're US based um, and also, yeah, just like what their mandate is, like are they more kind of prop funds that can be a little bit looser or do you have like mostly quant fund interest? What's like the general profile of those players? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say it's a mix in terms of like whether they are just, you know, they just start to build something and then plug into Serum uh, and they trade without like even us knowing their existence. Um, and then there's definitely more partnership like oriented ones that, um, you know, big trading firms are starting to think of their crypto strategies and Serum is usually one of the exchanges that they consider when it comes to like participating in DeFi uh, for a variety of reasons, right? Like one of it very clearly is that um, the design of Serum's order book is much more familiar to the uh, traditional finance uh, population. So yeah, both partnership and organic. And I think the goal for Serum has always been to make it as easy for anyone to um, just like the builders in the space, right? Like I'm saying like today I'm estimating around a hundred projects building on Serum. Honestly, like there's probably more like 150, 200, and there are probably projects all over the world that are composing on Serum that uh, has never got in touch with um, Serum uh, like in the project side. So um, that being said, like trading on Serum today is still pretty challenging in terms of like have like requires a lot of engineering resources on the um like on the trading team side to plug into serum and so a lot of the um yeah i'm excited to see more projects actually in the DeFi space to kind of close the gap there so that it allow these trading firms to like even if it's a prop desk like you said um or like a sophisticated like multi-billion dollar like fund um they should just like plug and play and start like doing what they do best which is like you know doing their trading uh on serum and instead of having to like spin up a, a dev team or to understand to hire rust developers stuff like that mm. um yeah i think in terms of geography um honestly like we don't have that much information when it comes to like that um but yeah like i think it's really like everyone from like um you know, maybe just one or two people team to like multi-billion dollar um, trading firms. We've, uh, I, I definitely see activities uh, across the spectrum. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, pretty um, diverse kind of mix um, on the institutional side. But I think like the really interesting point there um, is that regardless of their size, um, all these institutions are very used to, and I think like you said, comfortable with um, order books. Uh, because it's like very much something that comes from TradFi and it's like a tried and true system. Um, but it's not something that everyone in crypto agrees on is kind of an interesting point. So um, 
the pro- pro- uh, proliferation of AMMs recently um, is touted as this like DeFi native primitive. And so people think like AMMs are the way you should swap things on chain um, at the retail level and then all the way up to like at the institutional level. I think uh, there's a partner at Paradigm who tweeted something like AMMs have won. So I'm curious, like, what do you think of this like kind of maybe not battle, but this uh, debate that's going down? Like, do you think AMMs have won? Um, I imagine no, but I'm curious why. And also, like, what do you see like, the road to claw adoption looking like? Yeah, yeah. It's, I know exactly which tweet you're referring to. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually, like, that's what I love about crypto because, like, there's just so many, like, amazingly smart people that are building, like, things and they have, like, strong beliefs that, like, you know, on both sides. And, and I think, like, you know, to answer your question, right? Like, I think AMM exists today and I think will continue to exist in the market uh, for the foreseeable future because uh, AMMs are really great and easy and like elegantly implemented um, that it allows users to spin up a market for two tokens very easily. And all all you need to do is to... Um, all you need is a uh, liquidity provider to provide tokens into the AMM, and then you have a two-sided market. And it doesn't need any uh, sophisticated market makers to bootstrap the markets. And from a development standpoint, uh, it's also like simple and elegant and easy to maintain. What we, what I see, AMM and Clop um, coexist, and how Clop can kind of like help out where AMM doesn't do well is that when you think about AMM, uh, the main thing that always come up is like capital efficiency. So capital efficiency is really just a fancy word of saying like for every dollar I put into this app, like how much trading activity I can facilitate and how liquid will that market be for everyone, every one dollar. The problem with AMMs is that it forces every single liquidity provider to put their $1 the same way. Um, And you can argue that as a liquidity provider, there's no way to make the markets more efficient and you're forced to allocate your capital the same way that everyone else is doing. Um, And then you end up becoming like, just like getting arbitraged by market participants that are operating in more efficient markets. So financial, this is probably like an easy way for the mass to start using exchanges and to start providing liquidity. Uh, At the same time, uh, as the market mature, uh, the DeFi market mature, and as more sophisticated financial firms comes into the markets, they are not going to be happy with like, you know, such Mm -hmm. setup. Right. And they want to play to their strength, which is, you know, some people spend their whole life like <laughs> specialized in like allocating capital. So they want very, very um, customizable strategies. So with an order book, you can allocate capital at exactly the prices that matters right now uh, versus on an AMM, you kind of allocate prices all along that AMM price curve, including prices that don't matter. Um, so one example is that like for, let's say you place your to- deposit your tokens into an AMM for BTC USDC, um, a user would, would need to spread his, liquid- his liquidity across every price, including like 
ten dollar USDC, which like mm. hopefully BTC will not go there in the short term or ever. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I definitely am not. I don't believe in like maxis. Um, I think you know AMMs are there for a reason, and it actually like brought a lot of activities to DeFi and will continue to be easy for users, um, beginner users to understand. And then Clop is there to like, basically, as you said, right? Like, how do we facilitate like, you know, firms that are trading billions of dollars a, a day to come onto the market, which has a, has a significant downstream effect to growing the whole market and the whole pie. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you brought up like maximalism because that was exactly what came to mind. It was actually it was really refreshing that you weren't like <laughs> basically just trashing on AMMs. Um, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't I don't know if I was surprised by that, but yeah, it was definitely refreshing. Uh, what about like uh, concentrated AMMs? Do you think that is like I think like then you're not having that like ten dollar Bitcoin scenario, or you're not like uh covering your money down at that point but do you think it's like enough uh, improvement to be interesting compared to a club or like how do you think um just from a capital efficiency perspective it compares yeah um i think the like concentrated liquidity is definitely interesting because um if you think about like an extremely concentrated liquidity model of AMM, it's basically an order book, right? Because <laughs> you can then like specify the ex <laughs> exact price. So yeah. I think it's like AMMs, again, like exist for a reason because like, you know, trading on like some chains like Ethereum is like super expensive. So um, it 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 is there to like serve a specific purpose to allow access to exchanges in an innovative way that traditional finance like didn't have um i think like the existence and the development of amms into like concentrated liquidity like spearheaded by uniswap is that it like this is definitely a problem that uh, amms are trying to solve and it's the right direction i think that you know to al allow more um accuracy for uh capital allocators to choose which point of the price curve they want to allocate to. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely really curious to see how that develops. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So maybe switching to something a little less technical and serious. Um, tell me about this NFT project you guys are doing. Oh yeah, sure. So yeah, we recently announced the um, Serum Servers NFT collection and um, it's in collaboration with Burnt Finance, which is an NFT platform, including a launch pad. Um, so, and together with the Serum Servers collection, um, it is actually like part of a bigger campaign uh, that's called Serum Ecosystem NFT. So uh, with that collection, it's a collection of collections. So um, uh, there are different projects, I think around like, 10 projects that will be participating and dropping their own NFT collections. And all of these um, collections will be marine animals related. So you can think of like otters, like I don't think we have dolphins yet, but like we also have like um, alligators and like octopus. So um, the idea is like, I mean, actually, like the the projects can decide how they will use what the utility of the the NFT would be, um, but the overarching goal of this project, uh, this NFT collections campaign, is to 
really communicate to the general public that, oh, like Serum actually has an ecosystem and like, look, all of, like, these are just a couple of projects that are building on Serum. And there's like a, a more visualized way to like, for a general DeFi users to, um, to understand what Serum is. And yeah, we're super excited about it. It's been really fun to collaborate. And um, I personally am also really curious of how DeFi and NFT can um, overlap and, um, mm. you know, different NFT, maybe like this NFT can have some DeFi utilities as well. Um, we'll see, like there's a lot of pieces that are, we're definitely figuring out like as we go. Um, but yeah, so far it's been really fun and we're going to start giving out like whitelist spots um, in the next few weeks. That's great. Yeah, I think um, I, I wasn't actually, I think I saw like it fit into the ecosystem, but I didn't realize this was like um, kind of like purely a play angle. But I think it's interesting that like the NFT relates to kind of um, Serum ecosystem as a whole. And you mentioned earlier how you guys did the hackathon and now you're incubating projects. So um, it seems like Serum's definitely at like a more mature stage where it's now about uh, cultivating in your ecosystem and it's much less about like, you know, building MVP or like optimizing some uh, minute piece of the tech. And so um, I think that's pretty interesting because a lot of DeFi protocols, like they ship to mainnet and then they launch your tech and, and then it's kind of like now what, right? Because the, the code mm -hmm. runs itself, you don't have any variable cost or anything like it can just kind of sit there forever if you want it to. Um, and so some people like there's projects that they can just run like that. But uh, Sierra obviously has much bigger goals, right? Like you talked about the trillion dollars of um, value being supported on it. Um, people talk about like NASDAQ on chain being built. So I'm curious um, like how you guys and I think you've spoken to this a little bit, but, like how you guys think about like the short term growth objectives or how you kind of manage like being practical about growth while you have such like a massive long term vision. Yeah, yeah. NASDAQ on chain is definitely, um, yeah, still very much relevant, like two years after Serum was launched. Um, and the short term goal for Serum these days is um, a lot of the uh, focus has been shifted to thinking about how Serum can serve users in a multi chain world. So mm. the background is that actually kind of follow up nicely with what we were mentioning earlier about how Serum's volume has been growing nicely um, from 50, 60 million per day to 300, 400 and over 900 all time high um, daily trading volume uh, in middle of March. And so if you look at Serum's trading volume um, within the Solana ecosystem is pretty consistently the top already. And um, that's definitely not somewhere that we want to just sit on on our on our laurels and kind of like stay there. And the next thing, the next goalpost is really to think about okay, how do we grow beyond the Solana ecosystem? Meaning that, like, let's say for a user that's used to using his MetaMask, how how can we serve this user? And how can a user not use like not no need to be in the Solana ecosystem? But still be able to trade and have the benefit of the Solana uh, of the Serum uh, liquidity, the Serum order book, um, and then we can then serve 
these users from different chains. So that's actually why um, Serum recently put out a request for projects that ask users, uh, ask the community to build a cross-chain exchange that enables uh, a user to trade any tokens um, as long as they have a MetaMask wallet and probably using Wormhole and have everything in the background, like the swap, the, the bridging, everything abstracted away from the user. And one click, that user can swap any tokens in any chain to, um, and then just having its MetaMask wallet. So that's been something that we're really excited about. A lot of teams have reached out and a lot of teams have inquired about like how how to build this and like kind of bounce ideas with um, with us. And I'm just excited to see what the community comes up with. And um, yeah, that's always what Serum is up is about. Uh, it's not just like a couple people, it's actually like a decentralized community. Um, so I can't wait to see like different variation of this cross-chain exchange. And um, yeah, and continue to build a thriving ecosystem, like working with teams like you guys, um, you know, figuring out how to be more capital efficient, like help users be more capital efficient. And that's really what you guys are about, right? So yeah, there's just like a couple, these are just a few things, but yeah, generally um, I think Serum as a project um, is still just getting started. That's really interesting. I did not know you guys had like cross-chain ambitions like that. It's, um, yeah, wow. So um, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Just because um, like, volume or TVL is like very fragmented or cross chains right now. And a very large crypto universe outside of Solana. Here's um, like more functionally though. So you mentioned um, it'd probably be routed through wormhole, but um, I guess like what is the kind of like flow, the transaction takes, right? So I can like start it from my MetaMask wallet. And then I would like, let's say I want to swap like something on ETH via the mm -hmm. order book on Solana. Um, would it like bridge the funds to Solana, paint it on Serum and then bridge them back? Or like, what does that um, like journey look like? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think you actually like already nailed down like the key steps there. And so so basically like you can imagine you go onto like an interface like Uniswap, right? Or Sushi. And um, the main difference is that like when you click the connect so first step is that you click the connect button wallet, uh, the connect wallet button, um, and then you're presented with a screen to connect with any chain, right? Like, so you can connect to your, let's say you connect to your ETH chain first, right? Uh, but you can also choose like your BSC chain, your AVAX chain. So you choose your chain. And then the second step would be you then go to the swap interface and select a token. So what did you want to swap again? Uh, we can just do like ETH for USDC. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Let's say ETH and USDC. So you choose ETH. So you're, so in the drop down menu, you will see like a token list of all the assets across all chains. So let's say you can even hmm. see like AVAX tokens. Like what is an AVAX token? Is it Joe? <laughs> or like, <laughs> trader Joe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like an AVAX trader. Um, so <laughs> Let's say you have, like, you can see everything, right? So you can, like, so currently, like, that's different from, like, the current experience where, oh, because I'm connected to EVE, I only see my EVE 
like all the ETH assets in this space. And I, if I want to see AVAX one, I need to go to some like like some other place. Um, so so that's one difference. And then the third step is that you start you click the swap button, and then the interface would actually just seamlessly bridge their asset the asset over wormhole swap with serum and then bridge it back all in one click so hmm. i think with your ex example like eve to usdc is a bit like is a is maybe like it might be easier to understand if let's say you want to swap like from eve to avax or sorry, eve or eve to trader drove so in a current experience like a user would need firstly two wallets right you need the metamask wallet and you need an avax wallet and then you can like swap and then it goes to your avax wallet like the joe token go to the avax wallet but the um the goal is that this user doesn't need any other wallet other than a metamask wallet um so yeah so basically like the idea is to have a simple easy to understand user interface that users can can connect from any chains with their existing MetaMask wallet and swap any assets for any assets on any chain and all powered by Serum. Wow, huh, that's super interesting. So is that, uh, and that's something like the community is more so building or you're like trying to like perhaps incubate a project that would build this on top of Serum or is this like kind of an internal I guess as internal as it can be, um, like initiative, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is to really make this open source. Like basically we post this on a blog post and um, share it on Twitter. And so really any team anywhere in the world can choose to build this. Like, of course, you know, as entrepreneurs, like, everyone has their own ideas but just in case a team is already thinking about cross-chain if they're already thinking about building something like that um, we definitely would love to chat and um, yeah from serum standpoint like our core team is really all, always excited to support teams that are helping serum advance to like the eventual vision right so um there's really like all sorts of teams that's been building this right now so um there's definitely teams that there's even like hackathon teams that went through a hackathon even won some prize and they're like pivoting to build this so and then there's like new teams being formed um there's like university students as well so yeah currently it's just been like um and, and also this prize is not just for one exchange like we you know i think the community would be happy to f like to support more than one of these um innovation innovative exchanges out there so yeah it's exciting to see um in a few months time like what what will be coming onto the market yeah, definitely um yeah very cool so i think that kind of brings us to another interesting point about serum which is um like this whole ux question, I guess, right? So um, in that instance, obviously, it's like someone else um, building part of it. And uh, with just like the kind of core features of Serum, um, it's a it's an infra play or it's like focused, you guys are focused on the infrastructure side, which allows other people to build like the front end and the access layer for it. So I'm curious how you guys think about like um, those two halves of the like engineering equation and um, yeah, why you guys are set up more so as an infrastructure play. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think it really boils down to like two things, right? So I think with any, um, yeah, with with anything like as a project, um, there's like strength and um, you know areas like strategically um, to focus on, and um, and then the other part is also about like decentralization. So the first part is that like I think Serum's core value proposition is building and the best um, order book base exchange out there uh, with the smoothest uh, matching engine, the most scalable in the most scalable way. So a lot of developers um, focus is really to like, for example, our uh, DEX B4, like version four is currently being audited and will probably hit the market like in a uh, in the next like couple of months. And mm. so really just waiting for the auditing to be approved and building a version four of the DEX is a huge um, endeavor and just like it's basically something that Serum uniquely can do um, versus which leads me to the second point about decentralization is that like Serum doesn't need to be the best user experience people like or like a project out there um, because there's so many amazing you know product UI um, innovative use cases that can be built on Serum and so for Serum to eventually grow the, the goal is actually to build the rails for to attract the best builders in the space to to use Serum as the backbone, as the infrastructure. And um, the, this approach has worked really well so far. Um, I think, you know, going back to the Ethereum like uh, comparison, it's like Ethereum and all these like layer ones, they're they're focusing on building infrastructure um, for different builders to make apps um, and uh, and kind of like allow the community to figure out like what are some new use cases that that uh that can be built upon so yeah so yeah this approach has been really good and um i think it's it's definitely good for the community as well yeah that's so true i mean so we at marginify we talk a lot about um in a similar approach like just being an infrastructure play but i hadn't even thought about that until you just said it now that like <laughs> essentially every layer one like there's no Ethereum front end or Solana front end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never like, I don't know why that hadn't clicked for me before, but like all of those layer ones are just like infrastructure and there's no like central access layer to them. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, that, that like ethos and kind of engineering culture um, is seen like in other spots along blocking development. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, well, cool. I know you have, um, a meeting at the hour. So I'll just ask one more question. I'm curious, like, how do you personally think about investing in crypto, just like in your PAs? Obviously, you're like building on Solana um, and Solana DeFi specifically, which is like a pretty uh, niche down area. Um, but I'm curious, like, do you believe in a multi-chain future or like, how do you think about kind of the crypto market as a whole? And like, how do you see adoption playing out? And where have you like positioned yourself for that? Yeah, um, it's funny because I was just chatting with a friend the other day that, um, you know, once I joined to work at crypto full time, I have like no time to look at prices. I don't know right. how you yeah. feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone is like, oh, like friends are not in crypto. They're like, oh, you work in crypto. You must like trade all day. I'm like, no, like I like barely have <laughs> time have to look time. at the market. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's quite uh, like it's quite a realization to me that like i i also really enjoy like building um because you know 
coming from an entrepreneurial background like I just love working with like a group of people to like propel something forward like and also building the ecosystem so I think on a day-to-day basis like for me like even before joining crypto like I've never really been like an active trader um I do believe in a multi-chain world um I believe that every chain will have their will will need to have their unique value proposition which I believe Solana has like you know it's a finance chain right like it's basically like building it's built for like the financial rails and so uh definitely people have been seeing like other use cases like nfts have done really well but i think it really starts off with like the financial rail as the wedge to build up the uh the ecosystem um yeah i i'm generally like really i love following different projects especially the early stage ones um i also recently earlier actually end of last year i joined a, a dao called intern dow so uh yeah yeah, it's really fun so i i follow avi on twitter and just like saw him starting this dow and so i'm pretty active there just like pretty much just like observing though that like some once in a while i'll ask some questions and stuff but um it's just been really great to like have a community that are like really actively following the space that uh, I don't know if you feel that way, but like I think working in the Solana ecosystem, like sometimes we get really, I get really involved in like one chain. Um, but then with, I think with Intern Dow, like just like you know, recently we had um, Celestia's founder um, uh, doing an AMA with us and like hosting a Twitter space, and so and then like some people are like learning about Starkware, so just like using my like weekends and like evening times to like read up on stuff like that it's definitely impossible to catch up on everything but yeah i'm definitely curious and like you know seeing a lot of these like uh, new narratives coming out yeah that's so funny i did not know you were in intern dow um, oh have you heard of it yeah i've heard of it so when i started at margin fight i was like technically just an intern because i was like still in school at the time and so i was like looking at it and i they had like it's not like a grueling application process but it's more than just like put your name and your twitter handle and so i didn't get around to doing it and then i went full time so it's like ah okay i guess i can't like do it anymore but you've like been working for a couple years and you're in it so i guess you don't have to be an intern or what's like the real criteria there yeah i mean i feel like it's kind of like a meme uh i don't yeah. really know i don't want to butcher like you know Avi's like naming but you know how <laughs> like on twitter there's a lot of people that take notes and then just like post like intern notes on like podcasts uh-huh. and stuff and so i think it's like starting from there where like oh these are basically my feeling of the dow so far is like a group of super dedicated like crypto researchers and so they're like super deep in like either like getting blockchain data doing analysis like super deep in like let's say ck um and then or like other basically they go super deep in one vertical and then like they will talk about it like and share what they've been hearing so uh yeah definitely like for people after college is also applicable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the application makes more sense then because I think it was like find some bit of information that is like not easily accessible and then like explain how you found it in a Google Doc. Um, yeah. So it makes sense that it's like a very research oriented DAO. Did they make you do the application or did you like just get Oh, it totally. Oh, yeah. Really? What did you do for it? <laughs> 
Um, I don't remember actually. Like it was a while ago, but I think I talked a bit about like you know just the Solana ecosystem, and like I think a lot of um, yeah, it's still like kind of like a a more uh, a newer ecosystem versus Ethereum. So, uh -huh. um, but yeah, I definitely think that they have. Like they probably, yeah, I, I think like I got in earlier, so it might be like easier back then. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a good group. That's sweet, huh? Well, I'm gonna go apply after this call then for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, I'll let you hop to your call. Thanks so much for joining us. It was great chatting about Serum, and I'm excited for your guys's NFT launch and uh, V4 of the protocol. I think. Obviously, a lot of really exciting things in the future for you guys. So I'll definitely be following along. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Anders. All right. Have a good day. You too.